Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. My name is Nick. And my name is Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Christmas time may in fact be behind us, but uh, we talked about them a little bit last episode. We're just going to remind again, just a little, because there's a there's a growing trend in this U.S. of A. Uh, the Krampus stock is riding hard and fast these days in America. It's rising, it's going up every year. There's more Krampus. Oh yeah, every year he's uh, he's cramping, mm-hmm. can't Krampus style. He's irresistible. He's uncrampable. He's uncrampable. The undeniable uncrampable. He's well hydrated. Get a lot of electrolytes. He is. He is an electrolyted being. Mm-hmm. I mean, over the past hell decade, he has been making serious inroads in cementing himself as a Christmas time staple. Uh, there is something outright ex- enticing, right? I mean, we know what he looks like yeah, yeah. about an evil demon punishing the wicked, hitting him with birch sticks. Yeah, tossing him in sacks. Maybe eating you. Yeah, maybe. But like why the uh why the ever growing fascination? I mean, you could even spitball here. Like what do you think? Why do you think like the the encroaching of Krampus into being like a mainstream dude? Well, <clears throat> I think it's part partially that people are moving on from uh some of the staples that are drilled into us as uh youths. Like we want something new. Yeah. Cuz I can't I mean I would need something m- new and exciting. I would need new and exciting, but then rooted into like old. So it's like it's tradition. Here, here's this new thing. This new old tradition. Correct. That you haven't heard about, but it's been around forever. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. why well, I haven't heard about it. That's fucking neat. It's yeah, mysterious. Why haven't I heard about it? It's cool. And then you learn about it. It's like every time we do a new episode, I'm like, why haven't I heard about this? Correct. I know. It's nice. I'm glad to fill in all those blanks in my head. Like, oh, I knew about that. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be watching anything and they'll mention a creature like, yeah, I know that that guy. Yeah. I mean, I remember I was re-listening to one of her older episodes, and I forget which one it was. It might have even been uh, Santa Odin, but basically talking about how we're like, you know, we're just learning as we go, and like we've been learning as we go for a long time. Yeah, yes. We and, like, have. I had this thought a few days ago, like literally, like if we were, if this was like a school, we'd have like a BFA in what we're doing because we've been writing research papers like every two weeks for the past four years. Yeah. So yeah. like all that knowledge bounces back in between you and me and it's in our heads yep and then listeners get to be in their heads yeah because sometimes i'll start doing a topic yeah i'll be like i know i've never done this but i feel like everything correct. i'm reading i've done this correct and then you like break down yeah you stumble into some stuff and you're like oh, it's just very similar to this yeah noticing all the trends and what connects things and like just you know it also this podcast is about monsters madness and mayhem but also human beings because like all these different stories come out of human beings heads so like that's you know it links us together these thoughts we have yeah why do we have these thoughts i don't know cuz one 
Um, and to add on to that, why Krampus might be making, you know, huge inroads here is, I mean, we live in interesting times. So, I mean, I wish they weren't, I know that isn't that the curse. May you live in interesting times. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. I mean, is there some kind of weird, you know, or not even weird, just a thing like some wishful fulfillment fantasy, you know, where bad people actually face justice. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Yeah, and then it does point. bounce back to, of course, does he simply just look cool? Also, that. Yep. Because I mean, if you don't think demons are cool, well, I mean, come on, man. He's I mean, a giant goat head demon. The only thing make him cooler is sunglasses. I have yet to make that sticker design, but the sticker design is you can't cramp my style, and it's like Krampus winking over his sunglasses. I'm just saying, it's got to do it. <laughs> just got to do it. It's been there for two years. Just haven't had a chance to yeah. hammer it out. Well, but I mean, there it is. It's a good idea. He's like. The tongue out. Yep. Being creepy as he tries to kill kids or punish them or both, maybe. Again. And the things he does, though, like he's. Like he's him and a lot of other, because I mean, you can maybe, well, maybe not, well, maybe foresee where this is going. I mean, you tackled one Christmas character last episode, because um, there's, there's a fucking lot of them. There is a lot. Um, of them. But they even. Perched her like it's it's like a justice thing. It's like right and wrong. It's like yeah. good, you get some money. It's bad. Black, it's black and white too. It is. It's just there's no in between. There's a duality. I mean, even Saint Nick and Krampus, the the duality is is right there. Yep. Again, so why do we even think he looks cool? I mean, society has a fascination these days. It's ever growing with uh, creepy. And this is just to reiterate a point that we both know. I mean, Halloween itself is also growing exponentially. When Home Depot can sell 12 foot skeletons. And they get turned for, they get flipped on eBay. Correct. And then they expand the line to feature all sorts of other characters 12 feet high. I didn't know about that. There's more. Yeah. I mean, you could. There's like scarecrows and there's like pumpkin kings and like a like not Jack the Pumpkin King but like a skeleton with like a pumpkin head. It's they go they're like going nuts now. Now they're like expanding characters. Awesome. So like very cool. And the real Christmas heroes are the people who leave of course the skeletons up during Christmas and just put like stockings, you know, hang stockings off them, put scarves, Santa hats, yep, lights. Mhm. Outside of my abode right now, they're not 12 feet high, but I have two dinosaur skeletons that are covered in scarves and Santa hats. They're not 12 feet high, but they are pretty large. They are not small. <laughs> they yeah. are pretty sizable. They're like six feet-ish, and the tail's long, so like, yeah. it's They're fun. They're like six feet tall, though. Yeah. Yeah, and so, they're like probably 12 feet long, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not quite, but I mean, I'm not going to... They're, they're large, though. They're, they're, they are substantial. It's just fucking fun next to the snowman, a dinosaur skeleton. Mm-hmm. Come on, I'm trying to do my part. As times get tough and the world stage seemingly more dire, why do we latch on to the creepy? Well, for whatever reason, I mean, coping mechanism. Krampus is Halloween's ambassador into the Christmas season. As a reminder for those people who don't know, and maybe this is because I come across these people all the time. I didn't know about Krampus. When I get to tell somebody about Krampus for like the first time, that's good shit. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you. Yeah. But I mean, and a lot of people are like, I didn't hear about Krampus until like two years ago. Good, because I don't think I knew about him. Maybe the pet, maybe like seven years ago, eight. Yeah, seven eight years ago, I'd say. This is about right. Came around. It gets to us, and of course, we were like, "Yes, that's our guy." Yeah. Uh, so, to those not in the know, Krampus follows Saint Nicholas into December with a vengeance. 
But as we have discussed before, St. Nick has many companions. He sure does. St. Nick Fury has several heroes in his team of Christmas Avengers. But while Krampus has recently taken center stage and might be the most prominent one, at least coming out, you know, in America, mm-hmm. in Germany, we got two other cohorts. Oh, we got some contenders. Have always had the attention of German youth. But we, uh, speaking of that duality, there's a little duality involved. And I mean, I'm sure you've come across these guys in your searches, but we're going to just kind of do a little tickle here, you know, a little, little post-Christmas tickle. I know how you feel about tickles, so that probably wasn't the best analogy. <laughs> Post-Christmas celebration. No tickles. No tickles. No tickles. One delivers the goodness and joy of Christmas, while the other punishes those deserving of punishment. But again, I'm not talking about St. Nick or Krampus. This episode, we're talking about Necht Ruprecht and the Christ Kindle or Christ kind. Can you say the first one again for me? Uh, Necht Necked. As in, um, well, I'll tell you what even necked means. And Ruprecht, which is like a uh, germination of Robert. Ruprecht. Okay. <clears throat> K-N-E-C-H-T for necked. And I was meaning to look up that pronunciation, but I do believe, I mean, I'm thinking that's pretty a pretty German pronunciation. Necked. Probably. Ruprecht. And, and I put in K-N-E, and guess what just showed up? Necht Ruprecht? Yeah, but I don't want to look too much into it here. But Sorry. I was just trying to get a... Uh, Pronunciation? Yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing it, so... Well, we're going to go... Let's do a little uh, little history thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's jump back. I put just back. That's why I went just, because I was like, that's not what I meant. Let's jump back to Reformation times. Catholic Church Reformation times. What was a guy... Best times. A main dude. Martin Luther, he had ideas. The man who nailed his issues with and suggestions for the Catholic Church to the a church first door. Tweet. He's like, boom, boom. Here's some ideas. <laughs> right? How many characters did it have? Uh, I mean, it had a few. Yeah, it was a lot. It was drawn out. Uh, but he had a lot to say. Yep. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this institution was worthy of reforming. Maybe it, anyways, you know, hey, what can you do? He felt the Catholic Church was getting away from what it preached. If you can imagine such a world. I, so up until this time-ish, Christmas itself wasn't necessarily the traditional gift-giving day. It was, of course, St. Nick's Day, which yeah. was December 6th. Mm-hmm. Christmas still existed. It was till then, but the gifts was like a December 6th thing. But Martin Luther had an issue, as he did, with the Catholic Church and uh, Catholicism's obsession with you know saints. And he would rather get away from the saints and focus more on the big J himself. Jesus. Job. Because he's like, oh, "Oh my God, can you imagine a whole holiday for Job? (laughs) My life sucked until it was better, all because of a bat (laughs) between God and Satan. That's my life. Kill your family. That sucks. Here's a new one. All better. Whoa. Is that what Job did? The Job? The story of Job? Yeah, I don't know the story of Job. The story of Job basically in a nutshell was like, God was like, Job loves me the most. He believes in me, and Satan's like, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. if, if no. you test him, he won't. So yeah. like, maybe we should test him. Yeah, I'll test him. Yeah, just wrecks his life, kills his whole family. He never gives up on God, but they're all still dead, and he gives him just a new family. Satan's like, I guess you win, God. I'm glad you <laughs> kill those four people. Again, so who's the real? <laughs> who's the Again, real? Just, real? 
evil one. Interesting. Uh, Moving on. Job, again, Big J, Job. Even as a kid, when I heard the story, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's because Job believed his whole family's gone. But Job is a holy man. All right. Ah, all right. Like I said, Martin Luther, he's like, let's focus on Jesus. He's born on the 25th. Let's J-town. focus on Jesus. J-Town. I know. If that was, I, it was in there and I took it out. Good old <laughs> J-Town. That's right. Even within the church, there was a battle to keep Christ in Christmas, which I find just timeless. Yeah. <laughs> right? What? Like, yeah, like, don't worry about the saints. Worry about Jesus. Don't take it away from Jesus. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's just a story as old as uh, it ever, there ever, if there ever was one. But he wanted to keep, again, Christ and Christmas, focus on Jesus. Which is why this revolutionary decided to give, ki- uh, to give gifts to his kids on Christmas Eve. He would even go as far as saying, Holy Christ, that was in quotes, so I kept it that way, that Holy Christ brought their gifts, not St. Nicholas. So he was kind of so like... Jesus was Santa. Exactly. That was... Apparently Martin Luther's go. He's like, you don't get get gifts from Saint Nicholas. You get gifts from Jesus himself. And I'm like, I guess Jesus has a lot of free time. He's giving gifts out this whole day. Sounds must be getting bored up there. He's got to give you presents. Also, imagine like a culture where like your dad is like everyone gets their presents on like the sixth, and you're like, well, I gotta wait till the twenty fifth or the twenty fourth. My birthday's my on the twenty fifth. Why is everybody giving <laughs> presents before my birthday? <laughs> right. So I can't imagine what it was like to uh, have to wait 19 days after your friends got their presents if you were a kid, but I digress. That's just something I was thinking about. Like, okay, well, St. Nick gave me these presents. Well, Jesus gives me presents 19 days later. Oh, that's like a lifetime when you're a kid. This is a long time. So that tradition kind of was, you know, a thing you got going. So that stuck with uh, Protestant families, and by the 19th century, Catholic families had also embraced the concept um, so the emphasis on Christmas and Christ was now firmly established with all the gift giving centered around, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the gifts come, you know. Sure. And that's where things get kind of interesting. Because he envisioned like little baby Jesus like giving you gifts. Like, baby Jesus, not adult Jesus. Baby Jesus. The physical depiction of the Christ kind, or Christ kindle, was of a little baby, uh, Jesus, who uh, was eventually portrayed in like an angelic nature, having wings and just kind of, you know. A little cherub guy. Like a little cherub. Baby Jesus cherub. Cherub Jesus. But we know how angels have been sanitized, even outside of the a billion eyes and lion heads and things like turning cities to salt yeah so like little cherub jesus they started to take on a uh like all angels you know the christ kind took on a more feminine and pretty and or just like outright girlish looking art and plays so like androgynous kind of androgynous but definitely like feminine and then eventually uh this took hold for the Christ kind, which was once just baby Jesus given gifts is now become a female angelic character. Wait, a female angelic representation of Jesus Christ himself. What? Go on. So baby Jesus is a, it becomes a whole entity of its own. Like a, the spirit of like pretty lady baby. Like the essence of Jesus. That yes. Like a weird thing but to the, say. Li- the little the, yeah, <laughs> the little Jesus baby lady grows up like it's um 
I'm because I'm I'm like freewheeling talking, but I have it written down, so I'm I'm sure I'm probably gonna come across what I wrote down, even though I'm, I'm about to say it. But like, so in like plays and stuff, or like for processions for Chris King Kindle markets, there's like a, a teenage girl dressed in like as the Christ kind, so it's just like wearing you know pretty robes, gold and white, like it's just become a whole character. Okay, like the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of gift giving uh, via just a Jesus Christ, feminine child thing kind of yeah it's like almost like a like a young woman who gives gifts it's a whole thing okay she's a whole thing but like the transformation of what it started as to what it became is just very interesting very weird right exactly um so yeah female angelic representation of jesus himself but she would go on to be like an entirely different entity after the catholic embrace of the christ kind she has even been said to accompany, and I'm sure Martin Luther would have loved this shit, accompany St. Nicholas on his journeys. This weird, imagine this weird circle. We have to get away from St. Nick, focus more on Jesus. This whole character gets created from baby Jesus giving gifts to a teenage womanish angelic being who now follows St. Nick in Christmas processions giving gifts. We hear about all the uh, the evil things that follow St. Nick to punish, but here's a good thing dealing out good. Again, probably not a fusion Martin Luther would have been super stoked about, considering what I read about his origins and starting this tradition, uh, but it has been a traditionalist cudgel against the secular figure of American Santa Claus. So imagine the transformation of this character where Santa's too secular, but the Christ kind is like Jesus. Like it's holy, it's religious, it's not just marketing. Okay. Are you following these steps? Yeah. They're wild. So it's interesting that a once revolutionary idea outside of mainstream Catholicism has become a mainstay symbol for Jesus when the idea itself was meant to be Jesus and has morphed into a gift-giving entity all its own. So in my head, I'm like this. I picture this. St. Nick was like, hey to the Christ kind. I like what you're up to. And like, I have all these demons punishing the wicked. I think I might need some help with the good stuff too. And he brought her under his umbrella. Again, St. Nick Fury assembling his winter warriors. Yeah. It seems fair. Right. He's, Checks out. Some, a lot of beat up the kids. Yeah. So he was like, you know what? I just, I also like the idea that beat up the kinder, which makes me think I should correct your kind. What? Go ahead. I'm guessing it's kind, Christ kind. Could be Christ kind, but it's used as two separate words. So like, I'm just I mean, saying, Christ Kindle. What Christ Kindle is also bl- blurring well, together. I understand. Means children. It does, German. and a garden of them is like a little flower yeah. patch, um, and that's where we also. I could be turn. wrong. Though. No, you're not. I mean, you're not wrong. I had that thought too. I just stuck with it as the two separate words because I mean, you're not wrong, mm-hmm. right? That's, but yes, that's what that means. Back to he could use help. Yeah. So well. We were talking about good stuff, but uh, like I said, there's a duality in this episode. Yeah. So speaking of pain and punishment. Okay. Well, so not sticking with just good. No. We're getting a bad boy. We're getting a bad boy. We're getting a pretty popular bad boy, too, despite us not knowing a lot about him. Uh, his rising popularity, again, I love the guy. Um, again, despite his, I'm t- speaking, of course, Krampus. Um, Krampus owes his fame to being the most different from St. Nick. And Santa's mischievous helpers. I mean, we've talked about Hans Trap before. We've talked about uh, P. 
Pierre Fortier. I'm probably saying that totally wrong, but that's the old man whipper from yeah. France. You yep. know that guy? Mm-hmm. Um, because in Germany, there is actually a more famous dealer of justice. He is apparently, um, you know, he's. I came across a few articles that said most people in Germany would be more familiar with Necht Ruprecht than Krampus because he's he's like that common mm-hmm. now well some stories say this man has horns which i like that part most do not so like cool but like not the mainstream uh depiction he wears a brown dirty hooded cloak a bag attached to his waist big enough to toss small kids in of course and brandishes a stick to beat them with hmm. again he is the deliverer of saint nicholas's righteous indignation a reason to behave yourself. He mirrors Saint Nick quite well as he is also as he also has a long bushy beard. Uh it's quite unkempt. He's like a dirty, nasty Santa. Yeah, I mean that seems to be the kind of the opposite. That's like the trick because that's kind of like or the like old what they normally are. Yeah, like the old old man whipper is kind of like an old dirty Santa too. And Hans Trap has been depicted as like we like to focus on the scarecrow part because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. But like well, and per- Perchta. Yeah, perched up. Yeah, for she, sure. When she's angry, she's a ragged old right. hag. Exactly. They're just all like old, like dirty ass, you know, esque people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're talking about Necht Ruprecht, who uh, whose name was first written down. Wouldn't you have known it? Uh, was during Martin Luther's pro, uh, Protestant Reformation, um, around that same time period. Now, what really is the origin of Necht Ruprecht or Rupert? I put Rupert here because that's part of it too. But Ruprecht. Unless that was my phone autocorrecting, probably. Uh, Necht Ruprecht. Necht means farmhand. And uh, Ruprecht is, of course, a German version of Robert. But who is Necht Ruprecht? According to uh, GermanGirlInAmerica.com, quote, Some say that Necht Ruprecht was a wounded foundling that St. Nicholas rescued and raised. Interesting. Hmm. I like that backstory. Mandalorian. Correct. So you have Mando and just uh, Grogu, <laughs> yeah. right? Saint Nicholas is Mandalorian. I mean, honest. I mean, when you think about it, it kind of checks out in a way. Yeah. Religious sect, crusader, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. All right. So again, wild man with maybe horns who comes out of the four. Oh yeah, he raised him. Others say he is a wild man with horns, which I kind of mentioned earlier because it's worth mentioning, who comes out of the forest at Christmas time, a dark elf to help St. Nicholas. Interesting. He patrols alongside St. Nick and asks children if they can recite their prayers. Uh Uh-oh. Like the Lord's Prayer. Uh Uh-oh. You can imagine good kids can and, well, bad kids can't. So, uh, you know. So. I mean, they get punished. They get whipped or thrown. So you better know your fucking prayers. Yeah. <laughs> you think your think your house is a mess. You better know your prayers. You're They're coming re- at you from all angles here. Oh, your neck's going to get wrecked by necked. They had neck. Rupert. <laughs> neck wrecked. <laughs> neck wrecked. Yeah. So did St. Nick come across some young wild man creature from the woods and train him to become his justice enforcing sidekick? A French nickname for Robert is, in fact, Robin. So is Necht Ruprecht some bizarre Robin to St. Nick's Batman? Hmm. Come with me. Just maybe. Now, there is a uh, poem by Theodore Storm whose final verse is as follows. Old Teddy Storm. 
Oh, Ted Storm. That sounds like a wrestler. Teddy Storm! It does sound like a wrestler. And a lot of people said, like I was reading some comments on a couple sites, said like that everybody's like familiar with this particular verse. Mm-hmm. From out the forest I now appear to proclaim that Christmas time is here. Now speak what is there here to be had. Are there good children? Are there bad? <laughs> like, oh, shit. It sounds like a Christmas song. Uh, yeah, right? Did it? Uh... Okay, just checking. Okay. So, good old uh, Ruprecht follows Saint Nick around the 5th of December and punishes naughty kids. So, again, he's mirroring the same path as Krampus in that regard. Yep. Doing the same thing. Well, Saint Nick tosses out presents and the Christ's kin, Christ kind, Christ kindle, brings all the rest of the gifts on Christmas Eve. So, have you been a good boy or girl? Again, Christmas was a week ago. Did the Christ kind bring you what you would ask for? Hell yeah. And if she didn't... I mean, heavens yes. The real question is, when next Ruprecht visited you, did you know your prayers? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody got whipped. Somebody got wrecked. Somebody got wrecked by Necht Ruprecht. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't speak German. I hope that's pronounced in any way close. <laughs> so that's a quick post-Christmas banger. Two more companions of St. Nicholas revisiting the duality that is St. Nicholas and his companions. Mm-hmm. The Christ, kind, kind, and Necht Ruprecht. Just a couple guys that, again... Dealing out justice, dealing out pain. Some of my sources was Chris Kindle's market, uh, dot de, and I was talking about how Chris Kindle's a symbol for Nuremberg, the origin of the Chris kind, and German girl in America, who is Net Ruprecht, and then the Wikipedia is also, of course, helped as they usually do. But uh, yeah, just a little uh, again, more casts of the Christmas, the Christmas legions of Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Next year, we're going to probably have to start coordinating what we're talking about on Christmas. Oh, we nailed it. You got Birchstone. I did this. We kicked it out. I said next Christmas. Oh, next Christmas. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We're starting to narrow the game. Oh, I see. You're afraid we're going to overlap. Yeah. We're going to... At some point, they're again, starting to narrow down. We said this like episodes ago, probably years ago. If we ever realize we've prepared the same topic, it's just going to be a fucking free-for-all. It's yep, like, well, that's true. we'll see what happens and yep. just, just wing it. I mean, that'll bite us in the ass because it'll be one episode. But you know what? What are the chances? Not very good. But like you said, it could be close next year. Could be close. Yeah, we're getting there. But uh, yeah, you can. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, another Christmas Christmas banger. And I mean, Christmas is a very special time here at Weird and Feared. I do believe uh, back in the day, of course, the episode we released because it was worth re-releasing. Uh, Santa Odin set the tone. Christmas matters here because Christmas is meant to be creepy. It is. And I believe in that with all of my solstice heart. It's incredible. If you have any Christmas stories or ideas that we haven't talked about, and we probably won't address them until next year, but you can email us at weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review wherever that's an option because we love that. So that supports the show. If you want to support the show a little bit more, in, you know, perhaps a monetary amount, 
you can uh, go to the patreon.com slash we reward you back. That's true. With um, some bonus content where me and Zach keep on chilling, keep on talking after uh, these episodes conclude called behind the veil. So if you want to do that, that'd be uh, incredible. But really one thing that I, we always ask you to do because it's still winter and winter is still creepy and scary. Gotta stay spooky. Yeah. Stay spooky.